What's up, everybody? Welcome back to On the Warpath. Sanchez 405 with you. And if you're new, make sure you click that subscribe button, hit the bell so you get those notifications anytime new content posted. And as always, like, comment, share this video because you know what we do? We talk Washington football com red, uh, commanders all the time. Still getting used to that one uh, as we are doing a new segment here. It's called Chain of Command where we're going to talk to podcasters. We're going to talk to people in the media and uh, we're going to have a good old time. And for the first, the inaugural, the maiden voyage to the commander's quarters, we go as we bring in the man of full, pre uh, full press coverage, commanders, Washington, Redskins, my guy, Mr. George Carmi. Brother George, how you doing, man? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, brother. Happy to have you on here. And thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day and you know we i've been on uh your channel a couple of times here and y'all uh, you can follow george on twitter at uh, gcarmy21 and then also the youtube channel for for uh full press coverage commanders, commanders. still washington still <laughs> on it is yep all in the bio and the links go check my brother out and also if you are on uh twitter we appreciate you stopping by as well and uh george we would we'll dive right into it man you know you are a native uh you're you're you live in the day dmv uh you mm -hmm. live in maryland uh yeah. so this was this fandom is ingrained in you like it, it, it's I, I mean it's like we're <laughs> career chain smokers and we can't give it up no matter how man. We do. it's like the ultimate menthols like yeah real. and tell me how what got you to being a fan of the burgundy gold uh growing up and everything what's those moments those players you remember yeah, so thank you for having me, Corey. Man, you're definitely a good people. I like I want to meet you in person. Actually, we talk yes, a lot sir. online and been, been talking, you know, socially and on podcasts and stuff. But you know, definitely good people. We have a good connection here. Um, and so like I just was born into it, man. So you know, I'm born in Rockville, Maryland. So I'm about like 30 minutes away from FedEx Field. Um, I used to go to RFK as a little kid. Um, what ended up happening for me is I have two older brothers, and I was I'm the baby boy. I've like I, my brothers are ten years older than me, ten years and wow. eight years older than me. So I'm 37. I'm a little bit older than some of you guys. So um, basically, you know, just growing up, I just had two older brothers that basically kind of like just coached me up and kind of taught me to love the Washington football team with the Washington Redskins. Um, another kind of cool side fact is like the biggest fan in my house is actually my mom, which is actually really awesome because, um, you know, give, give me some big background. Um, my parents immigrated to this country. I'm actually Middle Eastern. I'm Arabic. Um, my parents came from Jerusalem, like, you know, the Israel area, and they came over to America in the 1970s. And, you know, just, just coming in, they just wanted to kind of like assimilate to American culture and kind of catch the vibe of the city, catch the vibe of everybody. And they just happened to come here and the Washington Redskins were kicking butt at that time. And, like, you know, <laughs> they were like, you know what, like, you know, my dad, my dad was a schmoozer. He passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. You know, my dad's my hero. He just could talk to anybody. Kind of gave me that gift of gab. So <laughs> he basically um, would just, you know, he watched the Washington Redskins. He would watch them and, you know, we put it on TV. He would kind of watch the scores. I don't really know what's going on, but like just kind of schmooze in, you know, in the um, city. And uh, right. he actually was an insurance salesman in Washington, D.C. He would go knocking door to door. So that was kind of his like getting in there to kind of talk about the Redskins to basically talk about, you know, what's up? How's the Redskins game? You want to buy insurance? Kind of like that to kind of. 
to get it going. And um, what's up, Don? And uh, what's up, Patrick? And um, basically, yeah, so my dad loved it. Um, my mom understood English better, so she really loved the Washington football team. She's funny because she, um, her favorite player is always um, the second quarterback, the backup quarterback. She loves Kirk Cousins. She liked, um, you know, Stan Humphreys. She loved Gus Farage. She loved all those guys. And, uh, you know, between my brothers and uh, my mom, they just put me on, man. I've been watching my whole life, and um, I always loved sports. And, like, um, in eighth grade, they, you know, those graduation videos to high school, they're like, you know, what do you want to be when you get older? And, like, my my quote, my video quote was, I want to be on ESPN. I want to be able to be a sports broadcaster. I always just love football. And, um, you know, that was my thing, and I got into it that way. And, you know, I'm sure there's – well, the question, I don't want to ramble on and on, but that's yeah. how, I, how I got into it. it was really, I love it. Yeah, I mean, look, a hey, hey. That mom Roger. got me. Mom got me into uh, to it as well. My mom did. She's a big, big fan. I think I've superseded her in fandom. But I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that jersey back there behind you. The Gary I Clark like autograph too, baby. I love it. It's awesome. Gary yeah. Clark, uh, Pulaski uh, High School down here, not too far uh, from where I live, about two and a half hours up the road. There you go. So I, I, hey, hey, I like that JMU <laughs> and local Virginia boy. So, uh, but yeah, man. Um, it's in the blood. It sounds like it. As one of my buddies would say, it's in the water. It's G from the shop. We all nine mm-hmm. eight would say sometimes. But uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, I, before I even ask you, what did mom think of the name change? That's what so I wanted to know. It's hard for her, right? It's because she's still like she has a real thick accent. She's like commanders. Like what? Are the, how do you feel about commanders? And I'm like, it's it's a good mom. It's all good. We'll, we'll figure it out. So she basically kind of like uh, she's rolling with. It. I think it's always going to be Washington to her, Redskins to uh-huh. her. It's just gonna, you know, she's you know, she's 77 years old now, but it's funny. Like she'll call me after every game, and she's like, Dwayne Haskins sucks, and she'll just call me just to give me some funny, just funny things like that. So um, you know, she we talk about it, but like. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But for me, it's like commanders. I'll get used to it. Um, mm-hmm. I root for those. I root for the first name, man. I'm, I'm a DMV guy, so Washington is my city. Yeah. So I'm going to represent every single team that comes out. They could be in the the Washington Rainbow Warriors, man. I want to roll with them. I'll be like, I love the Rainbow Warriors. This is a roll with it. That's, that's my city, man. So that's what I'm going to do. That's just that's where I'm at. You know. Ah uh, man, we'd be throwing glitter on uh exactly. Avenue. Exactly. Yeah, we won, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you know, you you mentioned about your mom too. She she talks about loving the second quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and the old adage is if you have uh, multiple quarterbacks, you don't have any. And yeah. there is for the second year in the row, we are trying to uh, lick the plate of success from uh, established quarterbacks, and it, mm-hmm. it looks like it's three blue chip quarterbacks that may mm-hmm. be available, but all have very different and very unique. Um, I guess we like want to say red flags and circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, of course, we we know that Deshaun Watson has his uh, legal issues or whatever they mm-hmm. are, um, and uh, now he's going to have to deal with Lovey Smith's beard. Uh, we got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers uh, yeah. and his very eclectic nature. Yeah. Uh, and then dangerous. Yeah, dangerous man. Wilson. Hundred uh, percent. Bringing Sear to the nation's capital, <laughs> like so. I mean, what it, it for me being uh, like I love the history of this franchise too. Yeah. Like I not just the current, I love the past, mm-hmm. and I can count on my one hand how many franchise quarterbacks we've had. And I and so, you can argue none, dude. To be you can argue none. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, our lifelong you know fan. 
Yeah, like Mark Rippon, like Joe Theismann, you know, Doug Williams, they're all kind of flashes in the pan. Mm-hmm. They were only here for about a year or two. I'd argue maybe Sonny Jurgensen was one of our franchise yes, quarterbacks, you know. Um, who else? Uh, Simi Ball way back yeah, in the day. We're, we're talking about like the like 20th century. We're talking about a long time ago, you know. We don't, it's not really habitual to have a franchise quarterback in here. But, Corey, before I answer um, uh-huh. the jump into the quarterback issue, how do you feel about Kim Anderson? I haven't talked to you about it yet. You, you feel it? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I, you know what? I was over the name change debate in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I just wanted a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't really, you know, like I said, I, I'm like you. I, I root for the front of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really like this. This logo, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's my team. It's my history and everything. But yeah. I just didn't want the colors to change at the end of the day. That, that was mm-hmm. the only thing. And I know a lot of you uh, heathens love that black on the white jersey and everything and uh, you know, i'm still gonna i'm still gonna uh, pray for you guys at night i do the the same thing every day I, i'm more mad at this i'm more mad at that black on that white jersey than most of these people getting these letters. <laughs> and I, i'm the i'm the minority if so we'll talk about that too but um, i'm the minority on that for like i love like just the way I am and my skin tone and my features. I love yeah. black. I, like, I'm wearing all black right, right now. Right. So I don't really mind rocking a little bit of black on the outlines. Like, that's not a problem for me. But I know like it's been a hot debate. I'll put it out there. And basically people, the heater, they're like, they're mad. They want more gold in the jerseys. Um, yeah. yeah. So we can talk about that. I saw, um, I saw, I don't know what the comment for John Riggins was. I'm kind of curious. I think yeah. somebody said that like John Riggins doesn't want his jersey um, on the commanders, like he he wants doesn't want his name on the commanders jersey. I think that's right. what Spider Monkey was saying. Um, I'll I'll take the lead on that. According yeah, to can go, go ahead, back go and ahead. forth. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's kind of a hard one. If he you got you got to respect his opinion. Uh, he basically you know he's a he's a Washington Redskins legend. He's a Redskins mm-hmm. legend. He basically you know his he probably has the most iconic play in Washington history, right? That football, mm-hmm. you know, that you know seventy chip. He basically stiff armed that guy, scored a touchdown, won the game for us, right? Um. If, he, if that's what he wants, that's what he deserves, right? He deserves to go that route. I actually proposed the, this comment like when it first happened, right? I was mm. like, hey, how do you guys feel about – I put a Twitter poll up, and I was like, how do you feel about having legends having commander's jerseys? Like, you know, what do you guys think as a fan base? I believe it was about 60-40. People were in favor of it, right, because they want to have that connection to the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, you know, I don't really know how I feel about it. I think – um you know, obviously, you know, John Riggins, I respect him. I do think the, the the business side of the Washington football team, they had to let that legacy, they had to have the jerseys kind of cross over mm-hmm. because if they didn't, there would have been an uproar and the fan base would have been really angry. They would have been, you know what, you know, you this is an expansion team. I don't necessarily like this. Why are you doing this? So I can see that angle with it. Um, for me, I think, I guess, you know, if I'm looking at it, I do think they should keep the jerseys continuous, right? Like Sean Taylor jerseys and stuff like that to kind of keep the memory going. And that keeps that line going. But I do see that oddity that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. What are you going to say? Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought about this too. And I, I even said on your uh, channel last mm-hmm. uh, last week, I said, you know, keep that. They're Redskins. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. fine if you want to keep them Redskins. And nothing's stopping you from creating a jersey of Sean mm-hmm. Taylor that's true. on the NFL shop when they get uh, stuff that's not for people who look like they, they're malnourished uh, right now. <laughs> but like, I, I'm still mad. That's what I'm more mad about is that they don't have, like, anything above 2X right now. Yeah, but, I like, saw that tweet you put out there. That shirt is sharp that you're wearing right now. I love I it. It's a nice that. It's a nice shirt, man. It really yes. is a nice shirt. I love it. I wear it all the time. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. I, yeah, but I, I just I, – if they want to – 
if if they want to leave it like that, that's fine by me. I, I I believe that you know in this transition, you have to stick to somewhat of tradition. And then we're in a world today where everybody's going to complain about and nobody everything happy yeah. about anything mm-hmm. but you know what i'm happy about i'm happy for the people that are in here shout out to roger smith shout out to awesome the sports patrick i West, love it up? dump truck don uh we've got somebody posing as dan snyder hey so that's <laughs> a jacket if that's the real dan snyder yeah, right? me up, extra uh, large. <laughs> uh, let's see what's up anna how you doing sweetie and then uh king ava what's up dmv sports zone the official dc fan of matt stafford um Roger, what's up? Uh, let's see who else we got. Joe Theismann was league MVP. Uh, what's True. up? Um, hey, yeah, no love. That's right, Yimmy. No love for the Fluffy Brothers. <laughs> uh, they can't keep our uh, throwbacks away from the diehards. They have to keep making gear uh, from the past. I believe so. What's up, Mrs. Bergang? How you doing? Uh, everybody, uh, Cowboy, everybody's favorite Cowboy fan on here. Ready, Red? How you doing, <laughs> guys? I appreciate Soul Mander, and I appreciate. Is it true Jason Wright will take our input um, to design the fourth uniform? That is been that's what he says, and that's I what I've heard. I've heard it. that actually I too. Take him at face value, Rockman. What's, what's up, up Rockman? What's up, bud? And uh, so yeah, and, and you know we we kind of transition back into that quarterback uh, conversation mm-hmm. there. Yep. Give me. Who do you who do you want? Are are you part of the 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 crowd that wants Russell Wilson? Do you think um do you think maybe there's a shot of Aaron Rodgers, even though Nathaniel Hackett's out there in Denver, or by some some unholy mess, um Deshaun Watson comes a call into the Burgundy Gold. <laughs> all right, so I'll break them all down, all three of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's start off with Aaron Rodgers, right? I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of them all, right? Um, he's also the most volatile, right? I would love to have Aaron Rodgers come to Washington. I don't necessarily see it. And he's the most like, he's the most out there, right? Like I, I don't fault him. I kind of like having people to have personalities and I do respect individuality. So more power to him, but him coming to Washington would kind of be, it would be awesome for one year, but who is to say that he'd come for one year and then leave after another? Like Aaron Rodgers is so unpredictable. I have no idea how I feel about him. Like he would be, He'll be the best quarterback we've ever had, but at the same time, he is volatile. Um, long time ago, with the with the minimal connections that I do have, I heard that he was looking to go out west. Denver was on his radar. Um, it, a kind of a dark horse is actually the 49ers, believe it or not, because he, oh, he grew up a 49ers fan this his entire life. And throwing Trey Lance back to the Packers could be part of that trade package or whatever they want to do to basically um, get him over there. Could even be a possibility. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers with Kyle Shanahan at a quarterback mm-hmm. with that defense? It'd be ridiculous, right? So um, that there is an option there. I heard, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a gamer, but going to the AFC West is kind of intimidating, right? You have, um, you know, Justin Herbert basically on the Chargers. You have Patrick Mahomes there with the Chiefs. You know, it's it's definitely a competitive division, so maybe it might not be the wisest decision because Lamar Jackson there right. and, you know, Burrow. There's a whole com- bunch of competitive quarterbacks over the AFC. So that's Aaron Rodgers. If he came here, great. I'm, I would love it, but I'd be worried as hell for him to come over here. Um, the Sean- Georgetown over there, they got they got all the stuff he needs to to blaze up down there. So. <laughs> he can do whatever uh, he yeah, wants. Yeah, to. Whatever I mean, he can try to pass some bills, and he's being real yeah, political yeah. these days out in DC. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants to do down here, but um, yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, Deshaun Watson, um, he's really appealing because of his age and his upside, um, his mm-hmm. mobility. You could do whatever you want with him. Um, you know, I would be 
open to it, but at the same time, there's so much baggage that comes along with him. I think we would just get absolutely slaughtered. Like that's something like, like you know, we saw. We're gonna talk about Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen, a little bit later on in our podcast. Just a little small, like provocativeness. Like he just said Hitler, that one little word, and boom, it exploded. Right? Could you yeah. imagine having? A uh, habitual sexual harasser or an alleged sexual harasser come to a team that is known for sexually harassment. Yeah, it's like there's symmetry there, but I don't know if we want to go that route. You know what I'm saying? I think right. we should probably stay away from that. So I think realistically, like for me, I don't think it's an option. Like for me, like logically, you'd say no. Watts is not coming to DC. But I talked to Chris Russell on my podcast. I had a couple other people, and they were like he's in play, which is kind of surprising to me. So like the Watson, they are kicking the, they are, they are investigating that. My number one overall choice. So you can check the receipts on Twitter for a very long time. Now has been Russell Wilson. I've, I've always wanted Russell Wilson dangerous, man. And he, um, it's so funny. My trajectory with him, I hated him in 2012. Like when he came in, it was like RG three versus Russell Wilson. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm an RG three guy. I don't like Russell Wilson. I wasn't really about that. And you know, Legion of boom is running their mouth. I wasn't yeah. a big fan. But um, as time went on, I simply respected him, respected, respected him because he's a winner, man. And he just, um, for me, he he's appealing. He's 34, 33, something along those lines. At least five years ahead of him, um, at least. He basically has led a run-first team, you know, with uh, Chris Carson and Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch. He's led one of those. He's led a defensive-minded team. He's been on a team where you have to basically put, the, you know, let Russ cook and put the passing game on his back. He's done that as well. So basically, he's seen it all. He's been in championship games and playoff games. I, I do like experience and clutchness and leadership, and he has all of those. And then the final factor is like, you know, look it up online, or I can post it later on tonight. He actually like really takes care of his body. He actually is it's, it's like infamously or famously known for having like a million dollar performance team where he like sleeps in a hyperbolic chamber. He has a nutritionist. He has like a personal masseuse. He has all those things that's keeping his body at a hundred percent, you know, operational. So I think they do. I think he does have longevity. I can see him playing to forty. So you know, having five seven years of Russell Wilson in DC would be fantastic. I love that. So. And then, you know, it might be worth though pushing the chips in because we'd have a legit quarterback, we'd be an instant playoff contender, and you know, he would draw free agents, which I also think would be very awesome. Yeah, I and you know it's kind of interesting you say that too before we get into the price tag. Paulie, my bad, brother. I didn't mean to overlook you. Linda, I hope you're doing all right. Hope you're feeling better from the COVID case. What's up, Linda? Uh, Merrill, he says they think he thinks they have a deal done, just haven't announced it yet. That'd I be great. So, <laughs> fresh Fresh Montana, uh, love that name. We will trade for uh, Jimmy G. Uh, just wait. No, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. It's Kyle Shanahan, y'all. Y'all know we we don't uh, stand. That's true, Kyle Don. Here. That's uh, true, Don. Was good. Yeah. Uh, John Allen, we'll get into that in a minute. Nati, uh, of course, I'm going to disagree with you to a certain degree on that, like I typically do. <laughs> he says five weeks straight. Yep, because the league new year is, uh, I think, is it St. Patrick's Day again? Like mm-hmm. it is? Somewhere around March. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's got uh, Sierra. That's enough for him. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he's winning I, off I the mean, field. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> Yimmy, Yimmy could be in the running for ownership there. Uh, Russell has all the things Watson wants, especially uh, personal met. Uh, Masseuse. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The rumors Brady come back have already said, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that's. that's nah, he's going to take at least one year off. I think I agree. What are you willing to give up for Russell? Russell? <clears throat> 
Hmm. So that's a lot, right? So um, John Kime actually had an interesting proposition on his um, podcast. He was talking to the ESPN Seattle reporter, and he offered two firsts, like, you know, this year's first, next year's first, and then two seconds. And basically the the Seattle reporter rejected it, right, which is pretty wild. Um, I think, you know, you can try to offer that, maybe two first, two seconds, maybe throw in Deron Payne or something like that to basically mm-hmm. make a catalyst for a um, a trade. Um, it will be very scary. I mean, if it's if it's what if it's if this will do this, then maybe three first round picks, man. And that's actually really scary to even think about. But that's the maximum that I would go for. Maybe maybe two first and Montez Sweat because he would be technically a third first round pick. But actually, I love Montez Sweat. Like I like I you know Chase Young is the golden boy around here. Maybe he's not nowadays with the last year. But <laughs> I think I think Montez Sweat can be just as good. Like. Everyone's like Chase Young is that generational talent. Maybe I'm overseeing Montez Sweat. I just think he is a physical freak. He's huge. He's tall. He's long. He's fast. Like what? The only thing stopping Montez Sweat from being a 10, 15 sack guy would be his work ethic and his potential. I'm not saying he doesn't have that. I'm just saying he, you know, that's his Take only limitation. Sky, sky's the yeah. limit. He, he can do whatever yeah. he wants. So, um, you know, that's, I mean, it would be hard to swallow. But at the same time, guys, like, you know, it's proven in the NFL that there's multiple ways to be successful. Like for years and years and years, we've been trying to build throughout the draft, trying these little like stakeholder bridge quarterbacks and kind of going that route. It hasn't been working, right? The Rams, the Rams are kind of the outlier right now. They're kind of pushing their chips into the pot and giving away first round picks, but getting this really star talent Mm -hmm. to basically win now. And it's working, right? So you know, maybe, you know, maybe instead of like stockpiling our draft picks and kind of going that route, maybe we can push on the chips for Russell Wilson and then be more of a spender in the market and just try that for a couple of years and see what happens. But I do think if we got Russell Wilson, I do think we'd be instant playoff contenders. And I do think we'd be like us and the Cowboys would be the division favorites next year. Merrill, Merrill, Merrill. Bro, Merrill, don't in the words of Lawrence Taylor. And um, the water boy, don't do crack. You, you better than that, brother. Don't do that. I just don't think Russ will come here. See, that, and that's another thing. People think he will not come here because uh, they, I guess the perception, especially in the media, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're the running. You know, we're the punchline. And we're, we are the Saturday Night Live opening act. This yeah. is exactly what it is every time. It, it's to punch the Redskins, punch the football team, Punch the commanders. It is, man. It's been Uh, for a while, unfortunately. Yeah, I I said somebody said sign Trubisky and wait till next year to draft the court. See, you can't see this, and this is where I get get, I kind of lose track with a lot of people. You have a team built that can be effective. Like Mm -hmm. it's the quarterback. Like it's a lot of people that I say Brandon Sheriff. Like, and and we'll get to the in our last section. Yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, but. If you lose Brandon Sheriff, you need a more competent quarterback to go out there and, and kind of because they, they will fix those holes or those flaws, those deficiencies that mm-hmm. sometimes you have in there. You have Kirk Cousins, who who was behind that that line. You've had below average quarterback play since Kirk Cousins was there. He's the best quarterback by far. Mm-hmm. Um behind the offense line with Sheriff. Now, it's not a knock on Sheriff or anything like that, but you cannot pay that. Uh, Siri's trying to talk in the background, too. But <laughs> you, you just can't. Sometimes it it, it kind of out, outweighs everything, and I'm like, ah, like we need a better quarterback that, that's a little bit more competent and that is a little limber on the feet. Now, now, now I'm not talking about Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, but I mm-hmm. want somebody 
who is not afraid to run, but will throw the ball and, and will throw first and legitimately be a throw first quarterback, mm-hmm. but uses that escapability. He's not going to be a track star. One thing I want to say, Corey, you know, I think um, Vernon Sheriff, right? I think we can get away with not having him. I like, I, I know people I like do. him. He was our first all pro in a very long time. But, you know, we ended up being like four guards deep, four centers deep this year. I think we can get away with him. I think we have great offensive line coaching. So, I, you know, I sort of slightly disagree. Like, Vernon Sheriff is a good player. He's, his mm-hmm. th- where he thrives is in the run game. He's an awesome puller. He's a great, like, you know, you're doing a jet sweep, you're not jet sweep, you're doing a, a, a toss to the right or maybe do a screen. He's good in that regard. But I think mm-hmm. pass blocker, we can get away with him. And guards aren't a high value position. No. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, we we drafted him fifth overall, and Scott McClellan was like, oh, he's a football player and whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, I thought we wasted that There's pick. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a reach of five, and I thought like it was supposed to be a tackle. We whiffed on that. He dropped. I mean, number five overall pick for Brennan Sheriff being a trade back or do something. But like that, that class in general was weak. So that's the only reason yeah. I can't go too crazy with it. But like, I think we can survive without Brennan Sheriff, to be honest. Yeah, <clears> I, I think I, I'm right there with you. Even though I know a lot of people point to where you don't. <laughs> what's up, Brett? That. I see Brett, you know? my boy, right there on the bottom of the oh, chat. Shout out. Yeah, shout Texas. Out yeah, what's up, Brett? <laughs> I I like I kind of um I, I sort of kind of like that that trade but I'm not I I, I I can't I can't give away all those guys because Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson would solve two of the biggest deficiencies on this team the quarterbacks on both sides of the ball so Bobby Wagner's a good player yeah. he's older now I wonder how I'll look it up how old he is he's pretty old but two I think he is is he okay yeah, he's, so okay. he's a little bit younger than Russ um. You know, I, I, of course, I know you probably watch the Senior Bowl. You watch the Senior Bowl practice and everything. Our yeah. boy Josh Taylor, shout out yeah. to Josh, was yeah. out there uh, covering it, and he has uh, made me fall in love with Sam Howe a little bit. But the <laughs> yeah. the, the true story is uh, Malik Willis, um, which I think maybe he has sold himself up. So if Washington doesn't trade up and say, I still think I would go middle linebacker at eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Um, I know our guy uh, Nate. Nate, he would tell us, "No, you don't go linebacker that high." But I said, <laughs> "Nate I Coleman, think you yeah. Gotta go. yeah, Nate Coleman yeah. tells that." But um, at eleven, on these quarterbacks sitting here, do you pull the trigger on any of these guys? I say no question, man. I, I think you do. I think even if you do, like I think, um, I think it was Roger. I think he said maybe mentioned mm-hmm. that you know get Trubisky or get a bridge quarterback for this year. If you do that, you still use the first round pick on a quarterback, and I know mm-hmm. it's like. You know, I know like the people are arguing that this class may not be the best class or anything like that, but I think you do have to keep picking your shots and keep just putting, you know, take just give it your best go because I think a first round pick, because like you know, we moved away from that rookie pay scale like a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys remember, but like Matt Stafford was the number one overall pick. He basically like held out for training camp and he was arguing for like a bigger signing bonus. Those guys were getting like 40, 50 million dollars a year to play, right? We whiffed on Dwayne Haskins. We whiffed on, um, you know, right now. I'm not, I, I'm not even going to say this, but like Jamin Davis wasn't necessarily the impact player his first year. Those first round picks aren't like it stinks to basically have them not be successful. But if they hit, it's going to blow up, right? So if you have a quarterback that blows up and you basically successful with that one lottery ticket that you put out there, I say you give it a shot, right? And it also depends on who's out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but like. Yeah. I've loved Kenny Pickett for a very, very long time. He's the like the one day one starter that is in this class. If you actually watch him, he's fundamentally sound. Man, I, like, I remember like 
I watched him like, like a long time ago. It was like Pitt, it was University of Pittsburgh versus Liberty. And it was like Malik Willis versus Kenny Pickett. Like, let's give it a shot. And I watched that game like in November. And I was like, I watched Pickett. I fell in love instantly. I was like, dude, he looks like an NFL quarterback. Like his lower half, he's breaking down the, you know, he's got the perfect posture. He has that arm elasticity. He's throwing it pretty well. Even when he's like, disrupted, he'll kind of get back to his position again. He looked pretty good. And I was like, you know what? I can see him being like i was like why isn't people why aren't people talking about him as the you know top mm -hmm. pick and then he started to gain momentum and became became very popular yeah. willis willis is interesting right like i watch i've watched some willis tape and his tape is a roller coaster like i like i hope washington fans know that because i think like there's people that watch tape and grind i'm like in the middle i'm not like a super grinder i'm not like naive to everybody so like what I want people that aren't exposed to Malik Willis is that his tape is all over the place. He basically, he has that innate, like huge arm and he's very, you know, twitchy and fast, but at the same time, there are some plays where it's like, what the hell was that? It's like, it's, right. it's messy. Like it's like, it's totally inaccurate, missing the player. It'll be a cover two. He doesn't read it right. There was a bad interception or he'll be quick to run. So there basically is like, there is some concern with him. He's not developed yet. He could he could potentially not play for like eight, nine games next year, you know, like even if you draft him. But the one thing that's intriguing to me about Malik Willis is he has that innate upside that like he has that super quality. Like one thing that changed my mind was watching that Chiefs um Bills um division game in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You just saw Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes going at it. And it was like they're like running and it's like, you know, Josh Allen's like running like full speed, like it feels like 60, 70 yards. His arm is just that ridiculous. And it was like, you can't teach that, right? So it's like, do you want a player that's like, hmm, like I want like a Joe Flacco type. He's a pretty solid. Or do I want to like to roll the dice on like a Lamar Jackson type or Kyler Murray type? And that's where like the league's kind of going too. So if it's like, if you get Malik Willis and you get a QB coach that develops him and you basically like, even maybe next year, you kind of like have Heineke, maybe Willis will be like certain packages, like in like third down or like goal line packages to get him, get his feet wet and you you develop him well then that upside you, that's that's the intriguing part about him so that's why i, I mean I would take Pickett. I would take Willis. If we got Willis, I'd be pretty excited. I mean, you know, you know what? We have something like we have a little something special in the pocket, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> I um I you know, I look at these quarterbacks. I I watched uh I watched Hal's tape against um uh, uh, up there against Pittsburgh. I, mm -hmm. I watched a little bit of Kenny Pickett uh, mm -hmm. with uh, JT O'Sullivan. And then um, I watched also, I watched the old Miss game uh, with Corral. Malik Willis. Uh, with, no, with Malik Willis. I watched that game okay. uh, with him. And I thought, I saw a lot of good things he did. He seemed like he always kept his eyes downfield. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's something that would aid him well at the next level. And that offensive line was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. That game. Sam and, Howell got drilled too. He had a really yeah, bad offensive line too. He did. He did. And, you know, his pieces were he should have just did the Dax Milne thing, right? Because he knew Zach Wilson was going to be there. I'm going to draft a year early. He could have stayed yeah. there at BYU because BYU yeah. was still pretty good this year. Yeah. But uh, he was like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm going to go. The same house should have done that and came out of mm -hmm. the draft. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Kenny Pickett, I, you know, pro football, folk, I know it's not God, but they always have a lot of detail on mm -hmm. the upcoming class before the mm -hmm. uh, college football season starts. Kenny yeah. Pickett was nowhere on there. Yeah. Sam Howe wasn't really on there. They had like Spencer Rattler and all these guys who decided to stay. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's really interesting how the Epson flows. go. I personally, just because the guy's a winner, I like Desmond Ritter. Now, I don't know what that would translate into at uh, the at the NFL level. I thought he, he left a lot on the field to be desired. 
uh, against Alabama. Granted, I know it's Alabama. I, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong, but I, I felt like he left a lot there. Uh, Carson Strong has a big arm, but those knees, those knees, yeah. I think it, it quarterbacks in the NFL seems like they're always out because of two injuries, either the shoulder or the knees, and that's a, a problem that he has there. And I, I don't really know if you want to roll that risk, especially – on this carpet behind me, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Notorious, the notorious yes. FedEx field mm-hmm. um, or command center or whatever we call it in a couple of years, but whatever. Um, I think, uh, so going back to Desmond Ritter, I think mm-hmm. Malik Willis and um, Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter probably did the best in regard to dr- like driving up their draft stack in the, um, the Wofford Junior hands. That's hilarious. Basically at the Senior Bowl, um, Desmond Ritter has some good – he has NFL size, right? He, I believe he's 6'4", 220. Um, he's a mobile. Um, he has potential. He's been a winner in college. He put up a lot of stats. Um, I think there are some things he has to correct. Um, I heard he basically like his posture in the pocket, which is kind of silly. Like I had Ian um, Cummings on basically my podcast the mm-hmm. other day, and he did a really excellent job on my podcast. But he was kind of breaking things down. He's a draft down analysis for um, for draft for Pro Football Network. He talked about how like Desmond Ritter would kind of run back if you'd have scissors, scissor feet. Pretty if you guys don't want to talk about, but basically like while you're stepping back, you basically would cross your legs, which is Ooh. easy to knock over or be all like in, instable, you know, unstable when you're throwing the ball. So that was definitely a deficit of Ritter. But I think he did do pretty well. I think he's going to probably project as maybe an early second-round pick. So maybe, you know, Washington could maybe be that one team that gets a linebacker at 11 or wide receiver at 11 and then gets rid of in the second round. So that's intriguing. Um, Strong, I actually heard – Strong as a rocket, as an arm. Yeah. But he heard some inaccuracies at the Senior Bowl. And from what I understand, he had some pretty bad interviews. I heard NFL teams kind of walked away like, I don't know if I feel – I don't know if I like him leading our team. So it kind of was something that was kind of eye-opening to me. So, like – Walking away from the senior ball, I would say Malik Willis definitely earned his earned his spot. Mm-hmm. Desert Ritter kind of rose a little bit. Carson Strong went down a little bit, from my perspective. Yeah. And, got, and Carson Strong kind of reminds me a little bit of a Ryan Mallet type. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Uh, big boy, big, Stone, yeah. big, big Stonebrook. I don't know if he parties like uh, Ryan Mallet did. But, <laughs> you know, his, uh, Merrill says you can't keep Heineke too much money for a backup quarterback if Washington gets Wilson. I. I I don't think he's what, not that he's much. He's like four million dollars yeah. or something. Like they really isn't. He isn't too yeah, much. They signed him a four million dollar contract, so that mm-hmm. yeah, he don't be like he's something like this. A couple million. I don't, it's less than ten, which is less than double yeah. digits. It's not a big deal for me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not gonna be that bad. Um, Roger says get a bridge quarterback there. Macarell ends up with the uh, right team and becomes the next Lamar Jackson. Don't come crying back to me saying we should address <laughs> because. Uh, that's what's going. On. I don't know if he's going to be next Lamar Jackson. Let's go. Let's be easy on this. Uh, and what's up, Dubs? How you doing, brother? Yeah, kind of echo what we're talking about. And now the reason why we are so jealous: the man that we broke right before Thanksgiving, Joe Burrow, is in the Super Bowl. He takes mm-hmm. on the uh, lovable loser from Detroit. And one Matthew Stafford, they meet in mm-hmm. Super Bowl 56, Al Michaels' probably final game on NBC, probably his final Super Bowl. But uh, the home game is once again in the NFC's favor. Um, what in the world did you think uh, of th- these two teams rising up? It seemed like they've done it uh, very differently, but very similar in the same thing. Don't forget, Cincinnati, I think people fail to realize, Cincinnati put a lot of money in free agents on that defense this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they might not be your household names. And then the Rams have been doing it. They drafted a lot of these players that are on their team are, are drafted players by them. But mm-hmm. the cornerstones, we all, we're focusing on your um, 
your Von, Von Millers and, and yeah, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. And then they have the best defensive player, in my opinion. Jalen Ramsey. I love Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey gets a lot of hate. Aaron I love Aaron Donald. Aaron oh, Aaron, well, Aaron oh, Donald's ridiculous. Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron Donald. <laughs> I know Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald's a beast. <laughs> but yeah, Jalen Ramsey gets a lot of hate. We can talk about that in a little bit too. But yeah, Aaron Donald's a mo- Aaron Donald's like mm-hmm. our generation's best player. It's fun watching him play. Um, but yeah, but what, were, what, were, what was your question? What were you trying to ask? Yeah, so what, do you, what do you think about this matchup? I, I guess when we look at it, what what are some? And you actually have an article out um, mm-hmm. on full co- uh, full press coverage about mm-hmm. top five offensive weapons, mm-hmm. and I couldn't agree more with you on the Thanks, top brother. one. And I'm not going to tell you who it is because y'all need to go and check the article. My out. man, <laughs> thank but you, sir. I'm not going to bleed on there, but. Um, what are some either players or position matchups are you looking at uh, in, in this Super Bowl? Like, like what, what could probably be the defining uh, battle that that may it, it may win the game, may lose the game for the uh, for for these teams. So for one, I'm really excited about this matchup altogether. I, I like the breaking up of the dynasties, right? Like going into this, again, if I put my money on, like I actually made a little bracket of the playoffs and I predicted it was going to be the Packers versus the Chiefs. That was like my prediction going into the Super Bowl. And, you know, things kind of fell apart last minute, but I'm happy for that. I, I kind of like that diversity of teams. Mm-hmm. I do like seeing the Rams. I do like seeing the Bengals. Um, I think the big matchup is going to be the defensive line for the Rams versus the offensive line of the um, Bengals. The offensive line is one of the worst in the league in regard to the Bengals, they're like center and right guard combination, I believe, is like the worst in PFF's like rankings, or maybe second worst in the league. And they basically gave up nine sacks, I believe. Was it last game against the Chiefs? Yeah. They gave up nine sacks and basically no, no, against the Bengals. Uh, against, against the Titans. Titans. The, the, okay, there you go. Well, they got yeah. they gave up nine sacks there. Mm-hmm. And basically he, Joe Burrow was constantly berated over and over again. So that's going to be an issue there. Um, I'm like, I think that's definitely gonna be an issue. I think um can the Bengals defense actually hold it down? Can they stop Matt Stafford? I believe they're about 18th ranked in the league. They're not necessarily like elite at anything. And they're basically their pass defense. They have good safeties, but in regard to like Eli Apple and their other corner, like they're not like shutdown corners. And Cooper Cup, basically, you know, I love Cooper Cup. For my opinion, he had one of the best, you know, he had an awesome all pro year, you know, the triple crown as a wide receiver. Cool. It's going to be fun. Yeah, he's awesome. So it's going to be really cool to kind of watch him thrive. So um, I think he will. What's drafted that? Player drafted player, yeah. Draft, drafted player too. Farm league right there for you. He's he's gonna really? eat, dude. So Cooper Cup's yeah. gonna eat. He's gonna basically do like um, you know, he's gonna have like he averages almost double digit targets per game, like 10, 12, 13 targets a game. He'll probably walk away eight catches, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown or something like that. He's gonna do something big. And then um Odell Beckham rises to the occasion. You know, he's he's been on fire. Like when I was writing that article, I was like, should I include him in the top five? And I was like, yeah, maybe he hasn't earned that stripes yet, but he scored. I think he's been on the Bengals for maybe eight games and scored six touchdowns in eight games or something along those lines. And like, he's definitely shining too. So like my matchup would be the, you know, the defensive line for the Rams versus the offensive line of the Bengals. And then can basically like the, the actual Bengals defense contain the explosiveness of the Rams. Cause I do think Matt Stafford's going to try to air it out a little bit and basically try to like try to eat a little bit. Um, Personally, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I don't know if that was going to be a question later on. I'm rooting for the Bengals, man. Like I am too. Yeah, like if the Rams win, more power to him. Matt Stafford, I love him. I, I don't have any animosity towards Sean McVay. But for me, it's like, you know, Bengals are fun. They're exciting. Um, I empathize with the um, with the Bengals fans. Like they, I kind of see them and us. And, like, you know, they've been rough. They've been going through a lot of stuff. And, you know, it's kind of nice to see them rise. And, you know, it's something different. Why not? Let them win. It'll be cool. Yeah. Shout out to Toothpick in there. Don't forget First String Podcast. Got a, a special guest Super Bowl champion 
coming on there here in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Bengals, it's something about the energy behind the Bengals. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's wild. Um, I went to Cincinnati um, during the summer and went to a Reds game and went to two actually. And cool. we were in there and it was just like a, like it, it's a not a bad it, it's a fun little city it's a fun city it's not too big it's not too small um and like they they just want it, it's blue collar type people that just want to see a champion they've been deprived of a champion since 1990 mm-hmm. uh i believe it's 1990 when the reds last won the world series they've mm-hmm. seen the Bengals get blitzed by the 49ers in the super bowl as long enough to remember that so mm-hmm. it, it is uh they got their quarterback an ohio bred Born kid from Athens, Ohio. Shout out Ohio University, which mm-hmm. his dad was defense coordinator there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the it, it's something about this kid that, that you just like. It, you like him. Uh, he he seemed like he does all the right things. And I can't yeah. really say that about too many other quarterbacks. Um, you know, and, and then opposed to Matt Stafford, I've been wrong about Matt Stafford all season. Um, I, I I think he's an average quarterback that. Uh, that went on a super team. I, I thought that, uh, but I, I evidently enough, that's what he needed. And uh, he, he's got that team. He's got the defense. Uh, he's got a coach that'll work with him now. Uh, so he, I mean, Hey, more power to him there. Uh, but I, 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 in spite of my despise of Matt Stafford comes more from Kelly than it does him uh, more than anything, throwing pretzels okay. on people in. <laughs> I, I like Matt. I think Matt Stafford got a rifle, dude. I think Matt Stafford got a gun. So I, I like, I like him a lot, and I kind of like. I am rooting for him mm-hmm. because he spent a lot of years with some really, like, really bad teams in Detroit, and that basically kind of hampered his mm-hmm. ceiling. And it's tough, man. Like the, the AFC, sorry, the NFC North has some sort of curse, man. They've had some of the best players in the entire NFL history, and they've ruined them, and they made them retire mm-hmm. early, man. Like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and the Lions, basically, um, Adrian Peterson, you know, Randy, Adrian Peterson, Randy Moss, like, mm-hmm. continued throughout. But it's like, come on, they had those awesome players that couldn't do much without them. So. You're the tiger. Go Bengals. Yeah, yeah I can see yeah. that. And off topic here, before we get back to it, uh, um, I asked how you guys got where you are making content and having podcasts. Uh, George, I'll let you take that one. Cool, man. Thank you. So um, I don't know if you caught the beginning of this podcast, but it's something I always wanted to do, man. I always, I was always interested in it. Like I have pictures like in high school, like, you know, you, you see like little ads, you know, Brian Mitchell, Irving Fryer, Daniel Stubblefield. They're going to be like at these different bars and restaurants. Come say hi to them. I, I'll like, go drive with my friends and like go to a, find these little Washington events and talk to them. And I just always was interested in it. And um, I actually went to University of Maryland. I was a journalism major for my first two years there. Um, I eventually like got into education. So I'm actually like a teacher now, but basically I do have a journalism background. I wrote for my school newspaper at high school. I was, you know, I started off writing and broadcasting at the University of Maryland, but then I had a career change. But then like, you know, it's always been, it's been in my heart. It's been a passion of mine since I was in middle school. I loved it. Um, And basically what happened was, you know, about, you know, five years ago, something along the lines of that. Um, basically I saw an ad pop up on Twitter and this guy in Glendon for full press coverage was like, you know, I'm looking for writers. I'm looking for someone to basically, um, write for full press coverage, Washington, full press coverage Redskins at the time. Um, I joined a team and I basically was was writing for the team and kind of like, I was writing for free for years, man, like three, Mm -hmm. four years kind of writing. And basically what ended up happening was, um, like basically the um head guy of full press coverage Redskins, he kind of like shaded out, kind of did his own thing. And like, they're like, who wants to be the editor now? Like, I'll take it over. So basically I there took it go. over. Yeah, I got some other people to kind of join and right below me. 
um, I, the cool part of, about this is actually like, um, like I started writing articles like flashback articles for full press coverage. And I caught the attention of like Chris Russell and Rick Snyder, a couple other guys. And they basically were like, Hey George, like, you know, we're looking for like new faces and for sports illustrated. Do you want to start writing for sports illustrated? So for about a year, I started writing for sports illustrated. Some of the coolest, like I was like, that was a dream of mine. I really loved doing That's it. Awesome. Yeah. And it was like, it was so cool. Like one time, like, I wrote one article. I think it was like Dwayne Haskins, something about like, you know, his projection is like third year or something like that. And it got 200,000 views. But dude, this is bonkers. I'm like some random dude from Rockwell writing articles and people are checking out these articles. Um, but then basically COVID hit, you know, the economy dropped and I got you know, laid off from Sports Illustrated. And then eventually went back to full press coverage and Ian was like, hey, George, you talk a lot. You're pretty outgoing. Why don't you start a podcast? You do pretty yeah. good with it. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll give it a shot. I never thought I'd be on camera. I never thought I would do this, but then I've done it. And I've met a lot of cool people like you, Corey, and a couple other people in this, in the, you know, this industry and this little clique and basically, yeah. and basically, you know, and then it's fun. I have a good time. Like when I, yeah. I look forward to it, I'm just talking sports and I learn, I learn from you, I learn from other people. Yeah. So it's been fun. So that's why that's yeah. how I got into it. Yeah, <clears> and you know, I, I kind of, I, I did this honestly. I started this as a joke, right? I was sitting mm -hmm. at a bar with a buddy. He's like, you know, you 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 have a lot of opinions uh, about the then Redskins, and you know, you just like go because they saw me watch games and stuff, and they're like, you you like really invested. I said, yeah, I am, but I said I I don't think I I like talking to people, but I said I don't think that this is like I I don't think this is for me. Mm -hmm. But I got in there, I got on my cell, I got on my cell phone. It was about. RG, it was Chris Cooley talking about the RG3 situation mm -hmm. after he left back in 2016. We're getting ready to go on year six here next month. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I just said, he just needs to shut up, leave it alone, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, move on. And from that, it kind of caught steam. And I was like, huh? Like I said, <laughs> people are interested in what I'm saying. And like, yeah, man. you know, I'm like, I and I, I confess, people know this about me. I'm not I'm not the biggest X and the X and O's guy, but I know relationships and I know people. I studied communications in college. Mm -hmm. So I know what works and what stinks. And I mm -hmm. know what I see on the field too. And I know how to correct I, mm -hmm. I know how it should be corrected, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I just I, I think that's where it came from. And then like the people like the the subscribers and people like you that I've met, uh Rio, Kyle, all these other guys that have been on mm -hmm. here. It's like it's fuel. It's energy. It's mm -hmm. like just this weird. It's this weird energy about and knowing that there are sick and twisted people in this world <laughs> that love that are diehards of this. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, uh, this team like me and I. It connects and, us, man. Yeah, it does, and it, it is. Um, I always say it's sixty. I told Anna this a long time ago, and here's the joke, and she knows this. I said, um, Sunday should always ask me to do things, and I said, you know what? I said. Sundays are that's Off my limits, time. man. I said, <laughs> I said the Redskins were here before you, and if you want to, they can be here after you. Uh, <laughs> little did I know that's not the case, and now they're the commanders. That's so, so funny. Uh, if y'all want to blame somebody for the name change, uh, blame Anna for that, uh, later on. <laughs> so, so real quick, man, I'll give you a compliment. You're natural at this, and you do a really good job, so don't you ever should. be discouraged. You definitely, you, you, you know, <laughs> we met a couple of times here. I can talk to you for hours, man. You definitely got that personality. You're outgoing, you're hilarious, so don't ever be discouraged. And I want to throw that to anyone that's listening right now, exactly. like, you'll never get. 
any hate for me because I do think it takes a little bit to put yourself out there to be a podcaster, to write. It's very easy to criticize and be like, oh, these guys are clowns. Why are they doing this? Whatever. But it takes a lot to have the courage to do it. So go for it. If you'd like it, if you want to get your opinions out, go for it. And basically, you're, you're going to struggle at first, but you're going to get practice. You'll get better and better. And we're here for you, man. That's what we're here for. So we're basically going to look out for each other and do it, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I, for me, my biggest thing is actually learn every time I come on. That's my favorite part. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, I, I, I love That's it. Anna's yeah. hating on you right now. Awesome. Yeah, What's yeah. up, Anna? What up? <laughs> That's what you get for talking. <laughs> That's funny. And, and speaking of hate and everything, our boy. Yeah. Number 93. Looks great. Okay. He does. It's um, fantastic. George, this is why I wanted you on here. You're a history teacher. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Allen. Yeah. He wants, to, he wants to invite his granddaddy, Michael Jackson. And? And Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I said, I'm like, I, I I don't know if you've ever seen Good Times. My old people know what Good okay, Times. Okay, I know about right. Good. I don't. I didn't watch it that much growing up, but I know about Florida Good Times. Yeah, go ahead. Would always choke up when James died, and she slammed that glass on the floor, and she's like, "Damn, damn, damn!" <laughs> I'm not mad at him saying what he said because I understood where he was coming from, right? But you got to read the room, bruh. Your owner, whatever you think about. Whatever you think about Daniel Mark Snyder, your owner, it, you know, your owner is Jewish. You can't, like, you got to read the room, brother. That's and a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Smarter than, John Allen is smarter than that. That's mm -hmm. where I fell off him. And you can say, uh, you know, he wasn't wrong. He he, he was wrong, whatever. I, I don't really care. But my, I was just disappointed that he didn't read the room, like, Dude, that's like me going in. Another history lesson. That's mm. like me if I had a white friend, right? Who's like, you know who I want to invite to dinner? I want to invite, um, I want to invite Michael Jackson, uh, my uncle, and George Wallace to a doggone, and not George Wallace in NB at NBC Washington, WTV. <laughs> I'm talking about the governor from Alabama. Yeah. Like, like what, bro? Really? Yeah, it's not a good, it's not a good look. But I want to invite George Wallace <laughs> to the desk on to the daggone dinner. I don't know, but that's my take on that. What did you think about when you saw saw that? So I'm going to answer this question. But I'm going to throw a question that you don't want you to ponder while I'm doing this, uh -huh. right? Who are the three people you'd eat dinner with? Think about that while I'm doing my answer real quick. All right. So all right. for me, so for me, I I didn't mind it, man. I know I might get some heat for that, but like I agree with you. It is in this climate, in this like Twitter world where it's easy to kind of get mad at people and to like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a dude. I'm like, I live in Montgomery County. We're pretty like, you know, mm -hmm. we're pretty liberal and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not a cancel culture guy, but like, right. I can see where he's coming from. I think he was, he was like, you know, I, you know, he's, he comes from a military background. He probably was like, you know, this guy was insane. He was an evil man. Basically, you know, he led an army. He did a lot of bad things. Just wanted to see what made him tick. Maybe that was the di direction that he was going to go. And that's why he was maybe intrigued by talking to Hitler. But mm -hmm. on a global platform, you never, like, you don't say Hitler is in a positive light by any means whatsoever. Yeah. You don't ever, ever, right. ever do that. Right. So it was a boneheaded decision. Um, granted, it was that one 
one o'clock in the morning. So he's probably sipping on some whiskey or some bourbon or something. Just kind of like, you know, on his phone, messing around, see what was it in the right state of mind. Mm. You don't ever say that. Uh, maybe it's something you talk about with your friends in a small circle. Um, maybe that was a direct. Yeah. You don't ever say it out loud. Don't ever put it on the internet. Like, you know, Hitler wouldn't be my top choice, to be honest with you. I have no right. idea what you think about that. But I can see, I mean, I can see where it's, I think he was trying to be like provocative, like, you know, like, or trying to be like, you know, intellectual, like, you know, I want to see what makes him think. But like, it wasn't a good decision, especially like, um, he is like it was funny at the um the rollout of the New Jerseys. He was the only active player. Like it was like mm-hmm. Joe Theismann and you know Gary Clark and Brian Mitchell. They're all kind of rolling out the jerseys and the varsity jackets. He was the only active player there, so he was a steward of basically bringing in this new brand for us. Yeah. So that wasn't a good look because looking this guy's and whatever people blew it out. I mean, yeah. it was dumb. It was dumb. But like Adam Schefter tweeting it and writing an article about it. And all, I mean, come on. Like I think it's like like. From what I understand, John Allen is a really good person. Like I've actually yeah. sent him a couple of D. I actually some some DMs at one time, like just like, asking him questions. Like he's never going to even answer me, but he answered me and things like that. I'm like, you know what? I generally think he's a hard worker and a good person. I don't think he had any bad intentions. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just unfortunate. That, like in in this world, if you say like, one or two things, people will jump on you for it, and that's kind of like I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad person, but it just seems that it happened. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, the only thing I was really upset about was you gotta you you have to read the room bro and you gotta read the room as a as a leader of this organization that's and true then, uh the the heat that is already on this organization it's very easy to get yeah get, bring more exactly. heat on us i agree yeah i agree and, and my i guess if i had to think who i'd invite to dinner i think um huh I always think I, I think Jack Kennedy would have been uh, Jack Kennedy would have been fun to okay. uh, to drink uh, to drink with and have a good time. <laughs> um, I I would think um, hmm, Martin Luther King. I'd like to meet. That'd him. be a fantastic one. Okay, he'd be. I think he'd be a good time too. Uh, and, and we'd have an amazing speech afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he coach you up. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he said this tab is free at last, free at last. Somebody <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then um, my third, per- my third person, I think it would be. Hmm, I don't know who it would be in this situation. I would. Whoever the president of the United States is uh, at the, in, current, in the time. current time, yeah, you know what I'll say. I'd like to, I'd like to meet. And no, I don't care about his political leanings or anything like that. I'd like to mm-hmm. meet Barack Obama just mm-hmm. because you know Barack Obama is yeah. he's high on my list too. Yeah, he was. He, he's he, he's an original, and he is and what I mean originally. He's somebody who doesn't who hasn't looked like him. So I'd like to meet him mm-hmm. uh, instead. Uh, and, and, you know, he he was in Congress. And mm-hmm. Congressy segways. I love these segways, right? Um, <laughs> Congress again. Daniel Snyder. This man has investigated himself, then investigated himself, and then, NFL, then Goodell is on the defense, yeah. like he's like a hockey defenseman, like his name's Carl Osner, John Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's Does it make like? I'm standing. This is my team. We reroute for the front end. Does it give you like like? Like, it. we just can't get this guy can't get out of your way. And two, do you think the writing is on the wall? Is it time to to hit the is it time to hit the button? So this is where I'm at, right? So obviously 
I'm not a big fan of Dan Snyder, obviously, right? I think he's run our organization into the ground. I think he definitely has done some really bad things. I think bad karma breeds this on. If you were a good person, there mm-hmm. wouldn't be so many people attacking you over and over again over the years. And I do have people that have, like, I do, I know people that have worked in the building. And I know people that, like, have seen some bad things happening. And I just know that basically, I, I want to answer the question too. I'm going to go, I'll go that uh, route in a second too. But basically, right. um, you know, he, he he's a there's a lot of negativity with him that being said um maybe i'm i have a negative perspective on it but i just think there's a lot i don't think i think a lot of the owners are like this man i think i think it's a dirty club dude i think it's a dirty club of like um you know a bunch of people that are billionaires i think they're above the law and can do whatever they want right i think like mm-hmm. um ursa from the cults like he basically if you, if you actually google him some of like the really drunk you know dwi pictures that he has and he's been like with like prostitutes and things like that cocaine, the cocaine robert Kraft, mm-hmm. you know with the pro you know he was doing that like um <laughs> rubbing tugs at the different uh, at the asian deshaun masseuse watson, or whatever official owner for deshaun watson <laughs> yeah i mean yeah there's 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 been noted racism in different leaders and things mm-hmm. like that and these are they're all friends man they sit around and they're all billionaires and stuff like that so i think they're all awful people and i think they there's ghosts in the closet that basically skeletons in the closet that haven't been released i think i don't think mm-hmm. jerry jones is absolved of any of this i'm sure jerry jones has been doing a lot of really bad things but we just don't know about it and things he put away that being said I think that the NFL is going to protect him. I think the NFL is going to basically try their best to basically try to hide him and try to maybe dodge it. But it is getting close, man. It's, it's, this is like the this is the one time where I think it might actually happen because, like, for mm-hmm. years and years, like you know, they're never going to change the Redskins name. But then all of a sudden, you're like, you know, things are starting to kind of heat up, and you can kind of get that sense. And it's like there's a lot of heat coming at Dan Snyder. Um, it is a good old boys club. Yep. The thing that's frustrating though is that like. I'm not saying the commanders was a, a mess at all. Like I'm whatever. I'm going to roll with the team. I like the brand. Like I like the shirts and all that stuff. But it's like, right. if they're going to get rid of Dan Snyder, they should have done it before the rebrand and started completely fresh without him. You know, they should have, they're acting too. So they're a step behind. Like if Dan Snyder, like makes him the commanders and gets taken away next year, I don't, I'm going to be upset. Like, I guess I'll be happy because Dan Snyder has gone, but I don't like that altogether, like holistically, because we dropped the ball. We could have had a clean, fresh slate. We could have been something else. So I don't know about that, but, um, do I think he's in it? Do I, if you're asking me, George, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, by, you know, whatever it is, binary, George, you know, what is it going to be? Yes or no? I'd say he basically, I think he's going to stay, man. I think he's going to beat it. Mm-hmm. The money talks, and I think they're going to do some settlements and everything's going to be all right. I mean, but that's not what I hope for. I hope he does get, I mean, I think right now we have a glass ceiling with basically Dan Snyder as our owner. Hopefully he either gets pushed so far into the corner, basically like he's just a figurehead who's like writing checks. He's not really around. That'd be option one. Option two is he gets removed and someone else can take over for him. And um, what people don't, don't know this or they might've forgotten about this is, you know, in addition to the cook um, family, basically being in the running to buy the, um, the Redskins in 1999, the yeah. learners were basically had their name, the hand in the pot too. the nationals owners. They were mm-hmm. some of the finalists to basically buy the team. And imagine how different that would have been to have the learners, you know, oh, the, they, you know they're running the nationals pretty well. They, they, they believe in a strong GM and things like that. And they basically have a well-run organization. I've been, our 30 year trajectory would have been completely different. So we didn't mm-hmm. miss out on that opportunity. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you think he's going to be knocked out? What do you think? I have a theory here. Okay. And this is, this could be, this has no, it's just like read it, like looking at things. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he had anything to do with the name change. I think he didn't want to change it. Oh, no, I hell no. NFL, no that's, well, I agree I with that. The, and no, 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 no. I mean the selecting of the name. Oh, you think so? I think that I think the NFL had a lot to do with this. And kind of going, and we can say this because this was said on your podcast yeah. last week, Jason Wright possibly, maybe, could be from the league office, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, like, there's like whispers and people that you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm, like, it, 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 yeah. Like, dude, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I think he was placed. I think Ron Rivera was. You better yeah. hire Ron Rivera. I think it was definitely mm-hmm. like they tried. They're trying to revamp the Washington. Like they know it's a it's a sinkhole in regards mm-hmm. to money and basically like they're strongly incur like. I think that it is a brotherhood, and I think they're like, yo, you should hire – like maybe Jason Wright wasn't like assigned, but I was like, you have three, you have a choice of three people. Pick one of these because they're going to change yeah. your they're going to change your brands. I do think it was yep. like that. I think so. They, I think it's very cookie cutter in yep. that respect. Yep. Um, and you know, I, I I think about it also the debt waivers that he had to to use to to get the team hundred uh, percent. So they, so they kind of own him in that regard right now yeah, because he has that's a, true. Like, Great point. He's, He's not that like for for what his wealth for most part his net worth is built in the team. Hundred percent. away. Hundred percent. Really, he's not that wealthy like that. And like I said, this is just my this is just Corey's crackpot theory. And then I also said, what did Jerry Richardson do? What did Jerry Richardson do that was so much worse than what? Um, Dan Saturday. I, I think it's both, but they didn't. It's, a, it's equal. Richardson. I think Richardson got caught. I think didn't he mm-hmm. actually physically get like videotaped or something? He, it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Very sexual harassment. He was very. I think Richardson also maybe had like um, racial Racist. epithets. Did, I mean, yes. I, yeah, I think he did too. Maybe that's like the Never that was. Reported. I mean, those emails. I mean, that that's another. That's a, that's the ace in the hole. Like I think, like sexual harassment's awful. It's awful, 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 awful. Right. But I think. Um, the nail in the coffin was if they're like in those like Jay Gruden emails, those Bruce Allen emails, if Dan Snyder said anything in regard to like, like in a racial insensi- yeah, racial insensitivity, I think he'd get lit up by that. I think, in my opinion, yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I think there's just so many, and I'm kind of like with you, I don't do I think that something will happen? No, am I hopeful? Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just think the, the way they protect each other, yeah. um, I'm hoping. That this happens, but then again, if you get somebody else in here, who, um, you know, what's to say they they? I don't think they're ever going to take the team out of Washington, right? But they want to get that new stadium. They talk to the NFL. They're like, you got to get rid of Snyder, and everything. Like I, I feel like everything is breaking down over the last three to four years. You got rid of Bruce and that whole network. Uh, the name change came. He was uh, suspended and had to yeah. be put away for a couple months. Yeah, I mean, right. there's a lot of I man. Writing's on the wall for sure. Tanya's the face. Dan isn't it, you, like you don't see Dan at anything, but he's in the box. But you mm-hmm. don't see him at much. Uh, he he's looking scraggly, which I think that's just a PR stunt. Let's look ho- homely, <laughs> uh, Mr. Snyder, and yeah. uh, with the beard and everything. But uh, he can never have great beards like you and I, my friend. But, <laughs> nah, man, not uh, even close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we wrap up here, George, I- I'm going to yep. play a game with you here. Sure. It's called Should He Stay or Should He Go? I've got a list of uh, – we- we- I might not go through all these guys, but i got, yeah, I got a list there. here. Okay. Um, so should he stay or should he go? DeAndre Carter, 
Should he stay or should he go? Oh, 100% uh, stay. He's one, of my favorite, he's one of my favorite players this year. I love DeAndre Carter a lot. And I think his versatility adds a lot. I think him as a kick returner and a punt returner, we actually had like a plus. Um, you know, We had a plus at the position. Typically, it's like it was a negative or someone that wasn't really that strong, but he was pretty well. I think he actually led the votes for Pro Bowl voting, even though like the, I think the coaches mm-hmm. might have chose someone else above him. But he actually was a great player. He, he took one of the house this year, too. Did he score a touchdown this year? I'm pretty sure he yeah, did. Atlanta. Okay, yeah, so he basically, I mean, uh, he's a slot wide receiver. I thought so. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Carter was who Steve Sims should have been, in my opinion. So I I think, like, he, um, I think he held it down. I I like DeAndre Carter, and I think he'll be pretty cheap, and I think he'll want to come back. So do it. He did what Curtis Samuel was over. (laughs) No, you want to go that route? Okay. Okay. All right, I I can see that too for sure. I call Curtis Paul Richardson. He wears 10 and he's over. Curse number 10, man. Curse number 10 for sure. For sure, man. Yeah, I got you. Um, Adam Humphreys. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I threw you a softball. Now I'm going to start throwing a breaking ball. Adam you. Humphreys. <laughs> um, I would say no. Okay, okay. it would depend. He actually was Mister Third Down Man. I don't know if he actually exactly. like he he would always catch the ball and always get the first down on third down. He was actually legit. I think he came with Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to probably want to leave because Fitzpatrick's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Fitz. I like Humphreys. If he wants to come back, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. But I think, mm-hmm. um, I think wide receivers you can find them. I think you can, I would like to draft a wide receiver, and I'd rather I'd rather go upside with Humphrey with, with without Humphreys. So I'm like, you know what? Like for me, dream scenario: quarterback round one, wide receiver round two. Like you know, I think with that 42nd picking, probably still get a starter right there, and that'd be nice to kind of have some upside. That'd be kind of cool to. Have somebody you know bigger, faster, stronger than Humphreys. Why not, George? Then this one will cause us to end the stream if you don't answer this one correctly. Oh Jesus! Okay, here we go. John Bostic. Mm, I obviously we should let John Bostic go, right? <laughs> is that the correct answer for you, man? Oh no, no, the stream's over with John. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, I think so. I yeah, think he's a solid player. He's a he's a he's a Baseline. He's a Taylor Heineke of defense. Is what he is, right? He basically is like an average player. He isn't really that elite. He's like you know bottom third of the league, whatever. He's solid. He's a coach on the field, I guess. But like you can always do better. I'd rather get draft for up like up like upside. That's what I'm kind of going for. Uh, I think you know I in a dream scenario for me, I think we should spend our free agent money on a veteran middle linebacker and put him in the middle and have Davis and Holcomb on the outside of the. Because I wouldn't mind getting a rookie like linebacker as well, but at the same time, having a vet will be nice because you can coach those young guys. Because Holcomb's a third-year player, Davis a second-year player, they're still kind of, you know, you, you know, young in the tooth. They can definitely develop more. So, um, you know, I think I'd rather have a middle linebacker. What about you? Am I wrong with that? Like, you, you, that was a little prickly answer from you. I like. <laughs> I like. I um. You I, like Boston? I I used to. I used to like okay. John Boston. Got you. Um, I thought in 2020 he came up big in the games that they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently this past year he was a scrub, and uh, TLC was writing a song all about him. He's got to go this year. <laughs> um, I, I I'm done with him. I, I can't defend him, uh, especially after um. The the uh, the Chargers game and he's just like I'm like why is he out there why are we doing that was the first week of the season dude <laughs> you're done with him already <laughs> okay exactly. all right interesting okay um, damn okay Cornelius Lucas okay I think um he stay because I love a veteran swing tackle that's what I was gonna you say can't, you can't you can't find the, it 
the only knock on him would be his price tag. That's the only thing yeah. I would say. But if he, if you can get something reasonable for him, he he is a starter caliber tackle in either position. I don't think he's elite, but I think he's that Ty and Secchi guy that we kind of had a couple years ago, where he kind of played both sides of the line. He's a solid starter. I like him. He's a little bit older, I believe. I think he's in his thirties. But like as a, as a plug and play guy, why not? You need some depth on the line. We have money. I wouldn't be mad at that. Not at all. Um. I know you'll say yes to JD McKissick, so I'm not going to. Oh, for sure. JD McKissick, yeah. Um, Bobby McCain. Um, he's another. It depends on the draft. I mean, it's so tricky because it depends on the draft. Like, it's hard because free agency is before the draft. Um, I say I would take McCain. I'll I'll take him back because I do think he offers versatility. He plays the nickel back position. He plays. He, he's our true free safety. Once we started to figure things out and get that chemistry in the backfield, like in the, the first couple of weeks of the season was a hot mess. We're getting those seventy-five mm-hmm. yard touchdowns week after week. I think he started to figure it out. He was he he can play center field. Is he elite? No. Is he a piece that we can plug in right now? Sure. Can we get him and then maybe draft another guy for more upside? Definitely. But it also depends on the free agent market. Like. I think the two Bengals safeties are actually to become um, free agents right now in the offseason. But, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, they're going to go back there. But, um, you know, it's all about price. But I would, I mean, if he's a low level price tag, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Why not? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you these two guys who I think uh, performed well in 2020, but they kind of a little bit fell off, but they, they had some spots this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Settle and um, Cam Sims. Those are hard, man. So Tim Settle and Cam Sims. Okay. I guess with Settle, you basically have to figure out what you're gonna do with Payne and all the other ones, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of that's the, the building block there. Um, or like sorry, the domino there. Um I like Settle. I think Settle um is a good player. I think Settle gets a lot of love because he's from Virginia Tech and people kind of like, oh, he's a he's an elite kind of thing. I, I think he's not as good as Deron Payne. If I was going to put money on, if I was going to spend money, I would actually keep Payne. I actually do like Payne. I wouldn't mind having them have him here. I think defensive tackles are easily replaceable positions. So if I'm being smart and I have to kind of like pick a player, I basically would I will let Settle go. I know it's not going to be popular. Let Settle go. Try to try to get Payne back, but I don't I don't think the the relationship is there. I think I think Payne. I think it's, it's bubbling behind the scenes that we don't really know about. I think Payne isn't really happy in Washington. I don't think he's really happy with Allen and being in the shadows of Allen. So it, if Payne goes, what's up, guys? What's up, Bird Gang? What's up, Bird Gang? So basically, um, yeah, that's that's both go. Okay. Oh wow, Cam- Tommy T. Yeah. Cam Sims, um, he's intriguing. Um, I I hated Cam Sims a couple of years ago. I was like, man, 2019, I was like, Cam Sims, like bum. Like we can like you know, he's all hype. He's that all hype team for like you know, all all Ashburn. He's an all Ashburn team. Everyone loved him during training camp. Ah! <laughs> but 2020, but 2020 he held it down. So I actually thought he was um I thought he was a pretty good player. Um, it does depend on price. Um, but I mean, I would take, I don't know, man, that's a hard one. That's it's a hard one. man. I, I, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, if he's a, if he's dirt cheap, I would take Cam Sims. I would take him again. Cause I do think he does have that big body. I think you can use him. I think with a bit, if we had a real quarterback, like, you know, so with a big arm, he could definitely, he would be better player. So don't get the, yeah, I don't I'm. It's he hard. Alabama. He went to Alabama. He went to Alabama. I mean, his numbers in at Alabama weren't that good either, but he was like I a mean, run. He was a run yeah. blocker in at Alabama. That's he wasn't really that elite yeah. there. Like 
Yeah. I mean, I'd rather get, I mean, obviously I'd rather improve, but there's so many factors that come into play, right? If we draft a wide receiver, if there's another free agent that comes out, that's true. That's true. Corey, what do you think? What, what do you think, Corey? I'm kind of curious. How do you feel about Cam Sims? Cam Sims is the biggest enigma I have ever it, 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 all on this team in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he is. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. He, he's this good. He, he uh, you will see him that, that time when we played the Giants, right? And mm-hmm. he runs for defense and then he disappears or have a good game like he did against Pittsburgh or have that amazing catch mm-hmm. for uh, against Dallas like he had. Yeah. And I, I mean, it always seems like he showed up big in losing efforts too. That, That's that true. was another thing for me. I don't. I, maybe Ron didn't play him right. I, I don't, I don't think he's played right, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a leader, in that, but I don't think Ron played him right. But go maybe ahead. Scott, go ahead. Didn't, Scott yeah. didn't play him right. Yeah, Scott didn't play him well. Play him right. Uh, so, you know, I I think maybe that, that has a little bit to do with it. I mean, he's been here for four years. It may be an opportunity for him to go out there and see if somebody realizes his talent. And yeah. then we'll be on Twitter in uh, November saying, man, we could have had this Cam Sims. <laughs> so I, I, I would – I like Tim Settle. I think yeah. Tim, he's a good role player, right? I, I and at the if the price is right for Cam Sims, I like him. I, I I'd like to see him back here on maybe a, a one year deal again and see if they. But I I don't know if he wants to do that again. Um, pretty Ricky. Ricky, Ricky Seals Jones. <laughs> pretty, man, I love it. I love that nickname. I call him Pretty Ricky too. I love that man. People that love R and B, you know, it's all Pretty Ricky yeah. is great. I love Pretty Ricky. <laughs> um, he can go, man. I mean, it's I, we need you another tight end. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we need another we need another tight end. So like, so you know, Logan Logan Thomas. I don't know. We'll see if he's even ready at the beginning of the year. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out. Um, John Bates showed a little something. I do like him. I don't think he's actually like a um super dynamic guy. I think he's more of like an inline, like on, you know, end of the offensive line kind of um, tight end, but that's solid. And maybe it's time to let Sammy Reyes, man, let him fly a little bit. Did yeah. really kind of see the upside over there at tight end? So we already have three. Yeah. We don't need to be spending a lot of money on Ricky Seals Jones, maybe draft a tight end or maybe get another one. But like, he was, he was serviceable. He held it down, but I don't think he's anything special. I think he's another guy as you can find. So we can let him go. We, and we are a um, John Bates uh, friendly podcast here um i they tell it down dude uh dude i i loved him when i i read about him and i kind of looked at some of his tape at boise state and he's mm-hmm. got brick feet but the dude mm-hmm. can catch he can mm-hmm. catch and i was like yeah this is gonna bode well at the next level yeah um, he i think he has the potential he's not built like this because my boy tim is gonna get on me when i say this but his career path could be very similar to 85 in San Francisco. Why I say this is because he comes <laughs> out of nowhere. Okay. He just goes and lights the league on fire. He's just mm-hmm. got to stay healthy, though. Um, Last one. Two, I got two more for you. I got um, Troy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good question, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Troy Affleck, should he stay or should he go? Uh, Troy Affleck can go, dude. He should have been gone a couple of years ago. <laughs> Tra- Trapkey, dude, get out of here, dude. Trapkey, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he he can run, run, and you get out of here. He actually, well, he's cool as hell. That I'm not gonna lie. I actually, basically got to um, meet him up close at training camp, and like I'm, I'm, 
one time, Corey, when we hang out, I have a friend named David Pishinari. He's wild. Uh-huh. He's like, he's just like, he's all like, I'm a chill dude. He's like level 15. Like, I, I take, <laughs> I take Dave with me because Dave will like yell at players and stuff. And he was like, see, Troy Apke, you could run, run. Like, what's up? What is it called him white chocolate? And so like, oh my God, like so embarrassed. And basically Troy Apke loved it, man. Troy Apke was like, yeah, man, I can run dog. And, like, like, he's like, kind of run his mouth. Like Troy run Apke's a cool us. dude. Yeah, run for us. But I was like, but he. He's a good, I guess they love him on special teams, but he's replaceable. He is a liability on the field. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're gonna be dressed in those 53, you gotta sit, you gotta play football, man. So we can let him go. I'm cool with that. Yeah, he runs like Forrest Gump, but he uh covers like him too, apparently. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh last one. Number 75. Okay. Number 75, Brandon Sheriff. Should he stay? Should he go? We kind of alluded to it. We kind of alluded to it early on, mm-hmm. but I, I'll give you my take on Brandon Sheriff. Go ahead. Uh, I think that his uh, his durability has caused him to be a liability now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't like. I, I personally think if you wanted to be here, you would be here. Uh, you would have signed something a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You want to milk the process. I think he backed into that All Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, award Nati is going to give me up the road for keep on saying this, but that's just what it is with him. And I think at this point, he's a 30, he'll be 31, yeah, 31, or like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for an off injured guard. Man, I, I, he's got he, he's a luxury that you can't afford. I agree, uh, you nailed you that. Look, yeah, you look at the Chiefs, right? Joe Thune's one of the best guards in football, he's John, not an all pro. He does, John Allen, and John Allen, and that, like. You know, that late night rant, mm-hmm. he basically was like, he was the best player that I played against. He said Thune. He said he, he mentioned him a couple of times, even at going back to college. So mm-hmm. he did check the receipts. It was actually pretty cool. Like I was actually interested in me. So yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I think um I think I don't value guards that high. And I know that's kind of yeah, a provocative right. take on a Twitter and stuff like that. The one th- like in regard to pass blocking, guards can be hidden by a great center and a great tackle. You can basically have some support there and kind of pass it along. You'd be fine. Where Brennan Shannon sh- Brennan Sheriff shines and where great guards shine is basically on like pull blocking and screens and just being mobile. So I did that would be a loss for him, mm-hmm. but we've proven to survive it over the past couple of years. And I think you can get a guard like in the third round. That could actually start, or maybe you know, maybe get a ten million dollar guard or eight million dollar guard as opposed to a twenty million dollar guard, and basically the, the drop off wouldn't be too bad. Like I rather, I think it's a bad like asset low uh, asset allocation by basically spending on Brennan Sheriff, especially if he's like playing hardball, doesn't want to be here. If he's like, I want to build a culture, he's a he's a good culture guy. But he's like, yeah. you know, if I want to be here and help out Ron Rivera, then all right, then we can work with you. But if you're like you know, I'm gonna hold out and all that get out of here. Like we we've been working with you, bending over backwards for you, and we want you here, but you basically you're not doing your part. So you know, whatever. Like tw- I mean, twenty like twenty million dollars for a guard, you can get a Amari Cooper makes twenty one million dollars, right? You can get like you can get a starting wide receiver, or you can get a, a an elite. Quick, I think William. Ja- I don't want to, but maybe I shouldn't use William Jackson. But basically, like you know, there's like cornerbacks that go for like ten, twelve million a year. There's a like Curtis Samuels was thirteen million dollars a year. Like we can get like offensive mm-hmm. weapons or skill player positions for that price i wouldn't drop it on a guard so that's not that's uh, my position on him yep william, william jackson pi that's not pass that's not a private investigator <laughs> that is pass interference 100 percent, uh, bro 100 taxes and him getting flagged for pass interference george bro this has been fun tell the people where they can find you uh tell them anything you you've got coming up here 
All right, thanks, man. So, Corey, first of all, it was a blast, man. Yeah. Hour and twenty minutes, it flew by. It's like talking <laughs> yeah. to a best friend, man. It was a really easy, <laughs> really easy conversation. So, um, yeah, man. So, I'm George Carmi. You can find me at Carmi Twenty One on Twitter. I'm on there all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love talking football. Don't be afraid to hit me up because I'll definitely respond to you. I love it, man. Um, basically, I write for Full Press Coverage. Um, Commanders. Like our handle is at FBC underscore Commanders. You can find me there. That's another one of my handles. Um, I have an upcoming article. I actually did one as Corey alluded to top five offensive players in the game. I'm going to do a top five defensive players for full press coverage coming up in the next couple of days, probably to, probably on Saturday, wake up in the morning, knock it out. Um, I also host the full press commanders podcast. I love doing it. Um, you know, we, I got to find some consistent days, but it's whenever my guests line up, but I try to aim for about two podcasts a week is what I try to do and definitely follow. I have a YouTube channel there. And if you actually go to my Twitter handle, I have a link tree where you can find all my mm-hmm. stuff. So definitely take a look at that. I love doing it, man. I love talking to Washington football love talking nfl so hit me up anytime yeah and uh all his link uh, to the twitter to his twitter is in uh the description at the bottom also you guys go subscribe to a uh, full press soon to be commanders on youtube <laughs> and uh there, there's some good things over there uh but uh one of the best in the business george carmy y'all appreciate you george uh don't forget we will be here six o'clock on Sunday, something called something about uh, drugs and uh, Super Bowl. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> like, oh, it's going a different direction with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, we'll be here for the Super Bowl. Uh, come and join us. We'll have a good time. Toothpick will probably be here. Paulie and all those guys will so check us out, y'all. But as always, I appreciate everything. Everybody that came through today. I appreciate it. I'm not gonna name because I will forget everybody on there. But thank you. You guys are helping us build this into something big. 3,000, we're on the way to that. Giveaway is coming when we hit it. But as always, I say here, keep that same damn energy. We're outlast the bastards together, and don't give up till a miracle happens. Maybe that's <laughs> with one Daniel M. Steiner. Don't know. Pray tell. But uh, just wrap it up, and we will. Uh, I'll talk to you on Saturday. As always, St. Charles 405, George Carmi. Love, peace, and hell. Till next time, folks. Guess what? We are out.